1: Alright, so then alright. Do you have any other questions? Anything before we get started on your show? No, no. Alright, good. Why should
2: you visit thechairshot.com?
1: Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Ten, seven.
2: Welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and of course, the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales, right here, live, not live, recorded maybe in your living room, straight to your living room, wherever you may be listening to this episode with you today. Yes, I am here for another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show, which is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And it would not be an episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show if I was not joined by
0: TheChairShot.com. Always use your
1: head. It wouldn't be an episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show if that didn't happen.
2: If that didn't happen, I was actually going to do a really good segue, and you interrupted it, so I actually feel really bad for you. So I was going to say yes after that chair shot bit. The kingpin of the ChairShot.com, the unstoppable one, and if you didn't know, he is also a wrestling promoter, Greg mm-hmm. DeMarco.
1: I don't feel so bad because you still said it. So yeah.
2: Well, I mean, it was going to be better if you would have let me do it. But you didn't. You just have no patience. I don't. No patience. I
1: don't. You're right.
2: And that's a lot to, for me to say because I have absolutely no patience. For I anything. think my patience
1: is more wearing thin because of work right now. So right. I think they're using oh, it all man. up and then yes. there's none left for you.
2: So full transparency, this is, you know, for a lot of people, this is uh, the season of we'll circle back around to it in the new year time. Greg and I, however, we work in the same field in different places, uh, and that is not the case. So we are both actually working right up to uh, the knuckles this week when it comes to our jobs. So this week's episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show is going to have have a little bit more of a loose format with you uh, because it's a little too early to talk about day one. So that's also the spoiler alert for next week. I guess maybe that's the gift I give to you this Christmas is a spoiler alert of what we'll be talking about next week. And that is day one. It's a little too early to talk about that. So uh, wait till next week. Uh, I don't really remember everything that happened this year in the world of professional wrestling. So I'm not going to do a year in review. Maybe that will naturally come up as we talk, but I can barely remember what I did uh, for Thanksgiving. And so to go back this full year to talk about the year that was is something that I won't truly be able to remember. Uh, But if you are interested, uh, I am part of the end of year awards team, uh, myself, Dusty Murphy and Brendan Barr for the Lucha Central Weekly podcast that is going to be made available in the next few weeks. So if you are interested in hearing our end of year awards For uh, Luchador of the Year, Luchadora of the Year, and some other categories, make sure you listen to the Lucha Central weekly podcast, which you can find on LuchaCentral.com, as well as our partners at, you guessed it, TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com.
1: TheChairShot.com.
0: Always use your head.
2: Instead, what I want to do is something very different for my show. I usually stick to, you know, primarily wrestling topics, wrestling-esque, wrestling-adjacent topics. Somehow always tie it back to wrestling. And maybe we will, uh, as we naturally... Talk, uh, but I wanted to do kind of a year in review with Miranda and Greg because we have both had very uh, interesting years, lots no of kidding. changes and developments. Uh, you know, successes, challenges, all of that, and so wanted to uh, peel back the curtain on us individually and talk more about it because to say that I cannot believe what 2021 was and is is a complete and a hundred percent understatement for me personally. Um, we came into 2020 uh, with really, I mean, gosh, a, a pandemic uh, going through, you know, some of the best and, and worst times, really some some pretty challenging times in 2020, professionally, mentally, health wise physically, you know all of that, and twenty twenty one to me seemed like you know maybe this was the reward, this was the aftermath, this is what we get for surviving twenty twenty uh at least for me personally. i'm gonna ask Greg more about that um in a little bit, but even though we're not gonna be talking that much wrestling this time around, you do know that this wouldn't be an episode of the hashtag Miranda show. If we did not bring up impact zone wrestling, I Z W. And we did the review of uh, the last show, uh, not too long ago. And, you know, that means that we're going to be heading into the next I Z W show coming up uh, fairly soon. It's going to come here before you know it. And that is monster coming up uh february 26 2022 um, at the scottsdale studios in scottsdale arizona really the show that sets the tone for the entire year of izw and tickets are still available for monster talent and match announcements have been uh started to to be made uh starting off with a confirmed IZW World Heavyweight Championship match. Hawaiian Lion will be facing IZW World Heavyweight Champion Magnificent one-on-one. We also have uh, a matchup uh, in the women's division. Lilith Grimm will be facing Jim Gemini. And well, we even have some monster entrants confirmed. Of course, the first one to be confirmed was the one, the only, the legend Navajo warrior. And not too long after that, Graves was also announced for monster. So uh, a lot to take on. And And something even more astounding, another match announcement that's already been made, Gino Rivera vows to take on all of Light's camera faction. Uh, Will it be a four-on-one? Will Gino have some help? We aren't sure yet, but stay tuned uh, for what's to come for IZW Monster on Saturday, February 26th
1: yeah head on over to at izw wrestling az on social media the ticket links there izwwrestling.com um you know follow social media all the stuff's out there and there's more to come I mean um there, there could even be a change to a match that's already been announced because of, of an opportunity somebody got there could be um yeah I mean, obviously we've got more people to enter monster we've talked about Gino Rivera there, there's more announcements yet to come I know Derek's been cooking up some stuff. Derek's also apparently talking about Derek Montia, who is of course the new commissioner of ICW has some sort of idea for the monster trophy and that the winner will receive, which we have. I mean, obviously last year, the winner of monster got a championship belt um, and, and the year before, you know, they, they, they got the the match they're choosing, which they still get, but yeah, Derek's mm-hmm. got an idea for some kind of trophy that will probably make its way out there in a video before monster actually takes place. But it's uh. If if he does what he says he wants to do, it will be the coolest trophy in all of professional wrestling. All of, Not just independent wrestling, not just Arizona, literally all of it. The whole the whole thing. It will be the That's best trophy ever.
2: Exciting news. So stay it's tuned. It's a giant ad.
1: No, I can't even tell you what it is. Ah, I, can, I can't tell you what it is. I can tell you so what scandalous. it is later, but I can't yes, tell. Yes, of
2: course, because the, I have no patience and I need to know what it is. But y'all you need to know. Won't what it is. know. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You all will not know until February 26th. He might. 26th. Uh,
1: Derek will probably reveal it before then, but I'm gonna let him do that if he even pulls it off.
2: So, well, again, who knows? That's that's why. Light. Yes, that's why you got to follow IZW on social media. Yep. Of course, IZW online as well for ticket information, talent announcements, and much, much more. Do that because. First off, time flies when you're having fun. And, well, Monster will be here before you know it. So don't let the holidays pass you by. Don't forget to get your tickets because Monster, again, 13 participants in Monster to win possibly a bomb-ass trophy. Uh, Monster last year, again, set the tone for the entire year that it it was IZW, and I guarantee you it will again. So make and I sure.
1: I haven't addressed this publicly. I've literally only had like two people ask me. But no, we will not be doing end-of-the-year awards for IZW. I literally have had like two people ask me this. I don't believe in doing it at the independent level because everybody works so hard. And what I don't want – Like when you single one person out, you are kind of pushing the other ones down. And so I just have no – there's nothing attached to it's winning not ne- those things. Not,
2: yeah. It's not necessary. Yeah, not necessary for IZW. I had a I've really funny conversation with somebody yesterday
1: about another one. Um, awards that were taking place, and and the conversation was around how there, there were multiple categories, but I'm just going to throw two of the categories out there for you. Okay? You ready for the two categories? Yes. Wrestler of the Year and Female Wrestler of the Year. But wrestler of the year did not feature any females. Also didn't feature any tag teams. Also didn't feature. So so why not have male wrestler of the year and female wrestler and of the female. year? But no, we have, have female wrestler of the year and wrestler of the year. And but
2: that's why we're not doing it any on this show at sick. least because I don't. I, I don't remember, nor, uh, now that I don't care enough, I do care enough. And that's why I plugged in with Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. We specifically have a end-of-year awards, and it's a two-parter in which we talk about all of our nominees and why we nominate them, and then we do our results show. So it's a very thoroughly uh, vetted system that we do uh, but it also is much more concentrated in the world of lucha libre which i think is why too it makes sense in in our kind of you know in our world uh but it's not necessary for every independent promotion to do that um uh, if you do good for you if you don't cool good for you you're, as well
1: you're so much more political uh, i'm like if you do you're like if you do good for you if you don't i'm just like how about you don't
2: I go? mean, I, I, I mean, I can see it as a way for people to get fans engaged uh, and, you know, but again, too, if, if sometimes it can be utilized to do to isolate more people uh, and just cause up, you know, drama that isn't necessary. But I think and I can see the intention of it being behind, you know, re- reliving moments of the past year, yeah. engaging your fan base. Sure. Cool.
1: How does it help the bit? You know what? I don't care. I, I don't.
2: Yeah, I, we're not, we're not going to get into no. to that. I, I see both sides of the coin. Uh, I'm not doing it because I'm just not doing it. Uh, but uh, lots of people good I, I know, yeah, will be doing it and cool for them. Also, because I just did one and I'm done. I'm, I just did the one and done, period.
1: I mean, you're going to have to do one next week when we record the Greg Demarco. But show. that's
2: different. I it's, mean, that's and, and different. Yes. Let's
1: be honest. Like we've developed a format that makes it a little bit easier. So.
2: Yes, yeah. and that and that's different. That's tradition. It's more. It's not even about because we're not even engaging with a fan base. We're just popping ourselves, you know. And we're and this is tradition at this point. So. Uh, and I'm gonna make and it it's easier. Way easier. I'm, I'm gonna make it way easier this time than ever easier. before. Oh, that's good to know.
1: I'm going to make it easier. I don't even want to like, had we done it this week, you'd already know. But like, I will say this, I'm going to cut down the number of, you know, because we would just throw names out there, right? Mm -hmm. Anybody else? Anybody else? No. We're each getting one. Because here's the thing, right? If you can throw out one name, why would you advocate for a secondary name of your own over the first name you threw out, right? Like you just need to pick your one person Mm -hmm. that you're going to vote for over anybody.
2: And yeah, then, but you know, I mean, some. I'm. Mean, it's happened where we've all voted or wanted to vote at least at least initially put out the same name.
1: You well, know? then that makes it, it obvious,
2: so. right? Well, I'm just saying. Anyways, we will address that on next week's Greg DeMarco show. Yes, we will. Uh, again, do not forget uh, to visit IZW on social media uh, and online on their website for ticket information, talent announcements, and much much more. For Monster. Now, Greg, you know what time it is. I know what time it is. They know what time it is. 56 p.m. Yes, it is also (laughs) that as we record. On Tuesday. uh, On Tuesday. But more importantly, you know what time it is. I do. It's time to wind it up. I lost it. Wait a minute. No, it's not time to
1: wind it up if I can't find the fucking soundbite.
2: You have one fucking job.
1: Okay, okay, tell me again, tell me again, tell me again, tell me again.
2: Okay, Greg, it's time to wind it up. It's time! You know it's time to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own IZW and chair shot t-shirt today. If you go to prowrestlingtees forward slash for. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the TheChairShot, you will find a variety of t-shirts supporting Impact Zone Wrestling and TheChairShot.com, including your two new linear t-shirts, the IZW IZWN ChairShot linear t-shirt, uh, multiple Always Use Your Head shirts, ChairShot Worldwide, ChairShot Corona, the Baron Corbin Sucks t-shirt, Everybody Hates Greg t-shirt and, of course, the Queen of Soft Style t-shirt, which you can get all of them in soft style. Yes, we get you the soft style t-shirt in soft style. What kind of grand-ass marketing is that? Well, that's what you get when you go to com forward slash the chair shot. Again, t-shirts start at $19.99, but if you just want to pay a few dollars extra, you can get any t-shirt in soft style. And, of course, if you purchase an IZW t-shirt and wear it to the next IZW show, you may be eligible to win tickets to the next IZW show. So that pretty puppy is paying itself 10 times over. So go ahead, support thechairshot.com, support IZW by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the shot. That is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the shot. Okay.
0: Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Somehow,
1: we went to commercial at nearly the exact same timestamp for both of the shows we recorded tonight
2: damn because we that good we're that good i blame the randomness we are on this well, that's the random thing.
1: like one show started with eight minutes of talking before the theme even played the other one started with the theme so not even the same deal but yet the commercials happened at the exact same time yeah who knew within seconds
2: uh because efficiency that's why if you should be one thing, you should be efficient.
1: Yes. Throwing it back to a prior offline conversation.
2: Also, be but efficient. yeah, also any Letterkenny fans, I just want to throw that out there. Canadian uh, comedy show, Letterkenny, look it up. Nope. Nah, it's hilarious. Hilarious. Not they are doing a Letterkenny live where really? they go to town to town to do live readings. Are they coming here? Yeah. Um, they are. Guess how much okay. I found tickets for?
1: How much did you find tickets
2: for? $200. Is that Canadian? That's American. That's like more expensive than it is in some other, it's more expensive than it is in, in Atlanta when they're doing it. I have no idea why it's so expensive here.
1: Where is, Arizona? like, what kind of venue is that in?
2: Uh, one of the, the venues downtown, I forget. I have to look mm-hmm. it up. Okay. Uh, but it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. i just like, how is this? I I was just, I was looking up, uh, I think, uh, other tickets or they came up in other, uh, places. And I feel, I felt like, uh, specifically tickets in, um, other, like specifically Atlanta were way cheaper. They're going to be at the Orpheum theater on Tuesday, March 29th, 2022. Okay. Yes. So, actually, they've gone up. Now, a balcony... So, those are resale. Seat.
1: That's why you're seeing well, the prices, I bet. These are probably resale.
2: Well, this is... I think that this is... Some of this is resale, but I believe that even at the Orpheum... I'm going to look at see, try to find it directly from there. So, I think Ticketmaster uh, had it, and resale they were in the hundreds um looking directly at Ticketmaster, and yeah still in the hundreds like three hundred dollars a pop
1: yeah these are all resale the show itself is sold out yeah because i'm looking right now and it's like yeah 300 200 yeah Mm. who knows what they were actually face value
2: and this was rescheduled so i think anyways the Mm. point is f that when you um,
1: click on low prices, it brings up one that's $292. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Fuck that. Crazy. Anyways, so.
1: So safe to say you're not going to be attending.
2: Yeah, yeah, Safe to say that Tuesday will be free.
1: <laughs> oh, Unless that is anybody a anybody wants that, to buy one. Yeah, yeah. I Unless
2: anybody know. wants to buy it from me, then I would love you forever. It's um. So uh, this year. As I teased in the beginning, we're going to review a little bit behind the scenes of our own individual personal lives, because 2021 was a insane year for both of us, especially coming out of 2020. One thing I really wanted to know and highlight um, with this as far as coincidences, and we've talked about this in and out throughout the, the past year, if not on the show, I, I know to each other oh, yeah. Is that one of the big milestones that happened this year for both of us is we both started new jobs, um, literally on the same day we started new jobs. And we were both in the job hunt process uh, about the same time. And we looked for jobs for very different reasons. But it's one of those ironic things that when you have big life changes that happen in a year, a, ju- a new job is one of those that, you know, really has kind of a cascading effect um, on, your, on, your, uh, on your life. So, Greg, I wanted to ask about you know this year with your new job. Tell me how has that impacted you professionally, personally, um, and you know how do you feel how this job has you know changed your year?
1: It's a good question because obviously, prior job started you know pre pandemic and. So, the biggest thing for me was, you know, and people have heard the story in different various places, but, and, you know, the company that I worked for at the start of 2021 um, got sold to another company. And basically, when you work in management sometimes, they're like, well, yeah, we're buying you, but we kind of have our own management already. So, we don't need all of your management. So, they're all going to go. So we all got laid off um, along with like 25% of the workforce. All the management and 25% of the workforce got, got shit canned basically, um, leaving us with without anything. And so I, I was, you know, I mean, we had severance, but, but you know, leaving us without positions and, and you know, looked around and, and did a lot, had a lot of interviews and everything, got offered some things and um, got offered some stuff right away, but it wasn't really what I wanted. So I turned it down and then ended up with a new role different than anything that I have done before now this is going to get into all kinds of stuff I've never really talked about on podcasts before but when you work in leadership there's this phrase that I learned years ago back when I worked in in, in leadership at Target and that is a phrase a leader leads right? That's that's when you're in leadership, your primary job title is leader. It's not the department. It's not the function. It's not anything like you have to be able to lead regardless of what the role is. One of the biggest mistakes Mm -hmm. I see people make in business is they promote somebody because they're good at their job. And in some cases, being good at your job means you can lead others to be good at the same job. In many cases, being good at your job doesn't mean you can actually lead somebody else to do the job. In a lot of cases, and that's why some managers get frustrated because they just you just want them to do it like you did it because that's all you knew is how you did the job and and but for me it's it, it's leader leads and so to come in and take on something that I've never really done before in in the industry it's it's in and I work in higher education I've interacted with this function in every role I've ever had but I've never been in the function and so I was definitely on the other side now um, and to get to do that and, and it's been really really exciting and and fun over the past almost year now, but what was crazy about it was my first day of work. Usually you go and you've got the first day and you've got HR and you go all this. I drove to the campus, picked up a computer and drove home because we were in the middle mm-hmm. of a pandemic. It was February yes. 10th, I think of, of 2021 when we both started our new jobs. And, and so I set up the computer and then at like 1030, I had my first meeting and I had the orientation and, and, and just kind of rolled from there. What's really funny about it was I set up everything And I was sitting at my desk, and I had gone, you know, January 4th, I think, was the day that we learned that we were going to be gone from the old company, and this was February 10th, so a little over a month. I had barely sat down for an extended period of time during that time frame. And so I guess you talk about the first big, big change for me. has nothing to do with the work itself. I realized I can't sit all day anymore. Like, I just can't. Like, I had been exercising and, and doing so much, and that's a big part of my life now anyway, but... I realized like I can't, I can't sit all day. And so second day I literally had the computer set up on my wife's dresser and that couldn't last. And so the third day I remember I literally set up a desk and got the top of an old coffee table, which we hadn't put back together since we moved. And on top of some, uh, actually on top of the boxes that the monitors came in for my computer, um, for work and set them up and basically built my own standing desk for work. And have stuck with that all along and and all year. And even in the office now, I have a standing desk, not one that they bought for me because those tend to be too small in terms of the desk surface area. So Mm -hmm. I literally unscrewed off the wall because, you know, cubicles are built into walls, one of the desks, and I moved some stuff in the lobby area of our office, so you can't even tell it was there, and then that's on top of stuff in the office, too, so when I'm in the office, I have a stand-up workstation, when I'm at home, I have a stand-up workstation, and I barely ever am sitting, which is good, because, you know, you go to the doctor's office, and they'll tell you, sit. apparently sitting is the new smoking, and I don't smoke, and, and I also really don't spend much time sitting, so that's been the biggest thing, like, after, you know, years and years and years in the workforce, I now have a standing desk and and stand yeah. and it's been life changing for me like okay. I can't even imagine now not like if I were to go work somewhere else and they were like oh I'm sorry you absolutely can't have a standing desk I'd be like well then I can't work here like I just wouldn't be able to do it bro like I'm sorry like it just yes. wouldn't work and and I just wouldn't be able to to do that and I've always thought I shouldn't have a job where I sit around all day anyway. And, and so to be able to take that non-traditional thinking and put it into a traditional type of a job has been cool. So completely sidebar, but that's what this show is all about, right?
2: Yeah. I sidebar
1: stand all day doing my sit down job. Yes.
2: Well, uh, I think in a different parallel to what you were talking about, taking on a, a unfamiliar role, I kind of converted to a familiar role. I took a role Um, at a place I used to work at a different department. I came back um, with a area that I had some familiarity with, something that I used to do somewhere else in another state a while ago and kind of came back to it. And I think where I realized my career change needed to happen, I was not forced out of my role, but I was realizing in my previous role that it was not something for me. I had started a role uh, a new job in early 2020 um and was there physically in person for about what two and a half months three months before the pandemic hit and then we all started to work from home and I think I really struggled with working from home in a new role as I was still kind of discovering what my day-to-day looked like, how I was interacting with people on top of just being a part of an unknown time period. Nobody knew what was going to happen long-term. And so it was very, very challenging to move forward uh, or in in a day-to-day basis and on projects. What I think ultimately what I realized later on though, was that this was just not the role for me. And it was not the role that I think I was not the person that this role needed as well. Maybe if things would have been different and I was able to be in person and have a lot more interactions with people, then it could have been a different story. But I think what this role needed was someone who had more experience and was more tailor made for what this role required instead of someone who needed to grow in this role. And that was ultimately a big aha moment. And that's actually how I presented it when I resigned in my old job, that I think you need somebody else in this role. And I don't think that rules me. And I think you need someone who has already had experience with this, someone who's already made for this, not someone who needs to grow. Because I don't know if this project has the patience for me. Um, and I don't, and I and I had to look at it in more of that way, because it, it wasn't a good fit. And sometimes in life, as you've talked about, Greg, even in that sense, like you know, sometimes people are brought on and in theory they can be good for a role, but in implementation it's not. And I think if I, and and to reveal the curtain back, I was in a grant funded role that a grant was only for X amount of years. And really the purpose of the grant is to accomplish certain tasks, milestones, deliverables. And I think that um, I needed more time to grow in that leadership role than what the timeframe of the grant had. So when I was looking and applying for other roles, this one in particular at my new job really interested me because it was taking a step back. And I think that was my big professional aha moment as well as sometimes you got to take a step back and go into something that's a little bit more familiar to help you move forward. And some of it felt a little disappointing to me because I felt like I thought I was prepared for something that I really wasn't. Um, And again, it was also almost the what ifs, what if things would have been different. But at the end of the day, that was also a key point in, if anything, 2020 taught me is you got to do things that make you happy and that take care of yourself, both emotionally and physically and mentally. And I was at a point where none of those things were happening. So going and taking a step back to a familiar place uh, in somewhat of a familiar role was just what I needed, I feel like, to regain some confidence, to regain my ability to believe in myself and believe in my capabilities. And it also makes you see sometimes what you think you want is not what you want or even what you need. And so now I'm very much in this spot where I don't really know what's going to happen to me professionally, other than wanting to just have some stability and to grow and regain that confidence and, and do things. But I think before I was always figuring out what's the next thing, what am I going to do next? And now I don't feel in such a rush anymore. And I feel like now that that is not as much of a rush to figure out what's next, I could just focus on the now and focus on doing the best that I can. And that's a huge sense of relief. But I think sometimes what you need in life is to not worry about what's next, worry about what's happening right now.
1: You know, that's the point you talked about earlier, where it's like, I wasn't the right person for this job. Um, That's like, and and people are going to be like, ooh, whatever. Some people never reach that level of maturity or self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not doing this to, to blow smoke up your ass and whatever. And this is where I
2: know, I, people I really totally get to have. Ma- totally the, mature.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, but people really get to get the curtain pulled back at what some of our conversations are like outside of podcasting. They have no. Mm-hmm. People probably think we talk about wrestling all the time. <laughs> no idea. Yeah. Um, um, but then, and you know, because because you gotta realize, like, you know, when 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 you're best friends with somebody, which we sometimes talk about and sometimes don't, like, wrestling's like it's kind of like wrestling itself in WWE. Wrestling is the backdrop, and that's kind of what our yeah. lives are like. Um, but to be able to admit that, to feel that, and and to to go, usually you go in the direction of like, no, I have to be able to or whatever. And sometimes you just gotta know when when it it's just not gonna work, when it was just not the right thing, and. Um, as long as you learn yeah, I mean, something from it, as long as you take something yes. from it, and continue to grow and develop, I think it's it's profitable personally. It's fruitful. It it, it got you to it to a new place, new but learn. Life's all about learning and growing and yeah. changing, and and developing. Yes, but it's not always about going up. Like if you look at, I'm just trying to make this crazy. God, people are really learned more about me than ever before today. If you look at investing, okay. It's never a straight line upward. It's always up and down and up and down and up and down. But by the end of it, you finish higher. You're supposed to finish higher than where you started. But there's ups and downs along the way. And and that's kind of what this is like for you. Like it's, it's you know, if you look short term, it's like, okay, take a step back. But that's just one of those downturns in investing. But long term, it continues to go up. And so that's where, you know, you you can't evaluate the moves in the short term.
2: Yeah, you said something really key. And I feel like that, especially the beginning of 2021 was a huge wake up call for me of just realizing when things weren't working. That's like really the theme of 2020. There was a lot of things that were not working for me. And 2021 was, okay. now I just got to move on from those things. So that is one of several things that happened that was like, yeah, 2020 did not work for me. And but I think it's it's that it's not just it's almost just realizing when things are not working and having to just step away from it. And sometimes it's yeah, sometimes you it may sound like taking a step back, taking a step down, taking a step to the side, whatever step you take. But just taking a step in a direction to get yourself out of that. And so that was a huge, huge uh, aspect of that. Uh I do want to jump into another area, which is a little wrestling-related. But before we do that, Greg, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and pay some bills. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Uh. So we talked about the professional world in some of our changes in 2021. But I want to ask you more too on your growth in the world of wrestling. Now, as we joke about, everybody knows Greg DeMarco is a promoter. You also, you know, run the chairshot.com, a producer for Lucha Central. I mean, you really have your hand in a lot of things. And so for someone who's been in, you know, the vicinity of of pro wrestling in pro wrestling around pro wrestling in some capacity now for years, you know, what, was there anything about 2021 that was different? Did you feel like you learned anything that maybe you hadn't realized before or hadn't gone through before, um, even at this stage of your experience?
1: Yeah, I definitely would say so. It, and it's something that I think comes out in a lot of our conversations on air Uh, even came out during what we recorded for the great Demargo show. If you go back and listen to it specifically in the conversation about Kevin Owens with each passing day, with each passing event, with each passing month, you know, for the chair shot and chair shot radio network, I look at things more and more and more and more and more as a transactional business for better or worse. I do Um, give an example today. I was having a conversation offline with Patrick O'Dowd and David Ungar about bandwagon nerds and, they do the nerd review as a supplemental piece of that where it's written reviews of different things, and they're talking about they've been using the nerd review to talk about Hawkeye, the series. And they really want to do well they some of them really want to do a, a written review on Spider-Man, No Way Home, even though they spent an hour on Ben Wagoners talking about it. And and that's fine. And and then next week they would revisit the the Hawkeye and, and the suggestion was we'll, we'll just do you know, episodes five and six of Hawkeye as one review. And I was like, why would you do that? Like, no, like, like we'll just do an, an early week one and then a late week one to be where, where it was. And cause now that's more content and that's more eyeballs and that's more push. And that's more this. And I immediately looked at it from, from that and they're like, well, the two episodes kind of go together, so it makes us do it like that. And I was like, no, like, you're not understanding. Like, there's this thing called Evergreen content where people are going to Google for years to come and they're going to Google haka, and they're going to see and they're going to read episode five and they're going to read episode six. Like, it's it's just more hits. And it's just, and I was just completely looking at it from a, a business standpoint, but obviously there's still a creative element to it. And so it's combining the two. Like, how do you maintain the creative aspect of it and, and also look at the business aspect of it? And, and with IZW, especially, like, we have so many opportunities to say, bring somebody in, right? I got reached out when Ring of Honor shut down, I got reached out by somebody, um, reach out to from somebody. And we were talking about this person at the end of the day, it was just like, okay, don't know what they would even want from, from a financial perspective, but they're not going to bring in people who we don't already have in the audience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So why do it, right? From a fin- Why spend any money on it as a company? When it's not going to increase the bottom line, it's just going to make the show cost more and it's going to, you know, make it less profitable. So why do it? And, and from a creative standpoint, it didn't make sense anyway. And, and all of that. And then we're like, well, maybe the person could do a seminar and this and that. And seminars don't really hit big time in Arizona anyway. And not just that, but then it's like, Hey, what can this person teach that our heavily experienced locker mm-hmm. room can't teach. <laughs> and, and so it's just, again, it's just looking at everything from that business perspective. like, to me, at this point of where I'm at, it has to make sense on multiple levels. It has to make sense creatively. It also has to make sense from a business perspective. Otherwise, I'm just simply not interested. And it's still a creative outlet. I still write and book the shows and 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 all of that. But it has to make sense on the business end, because that's what keeps it going. Because, you know, we've talked about on this, on on this show a few weeks ago, when we did the wrap up of fully legal, and you talked about the promo that Thugnificent had and how he talked about, you know, told the Navajo warrior, you know, he wants to be him in 20 years. And he out here leading all these kids and teaching them and showing them what's right while still wrestling. And so it's like, okay, well, this still has to be here for him to do that. So we need to make decisions that allow that to happen and those are business decisions and those are business related decisions. And so that's a, a bigger part of it. And I only think I'm going to continue to go in that direction with everything that I do because life's too short for bad. Maybe maybe that's a quote I need to put on social media somewhere. Life's just too short for bad business. Like it really is. Yeah,
2: it is. I think for me, um, You know, I I always struggle with figuring out what's next because I juggle several things between um, announcing and interviewing and podcasting um, and even, you know, working with different sites like, uh, you know, the and Lucha Central is what which avenue kind of edges out um, because historically you end up putting in one you can try and put everything up equally, but eventually there's not going to be enough of you to spread it out. And you really have to then become more selective as to where you're going to put your energies in order to excel in one of those things. And I love doing all of those things. You know, sometimes I love some more than others. I love, you know, sometimes I I, I love announcing more than podcasting. And some days I really love podcasting more than interviewing And and, you know, There's some moments where I love interviewing more than all of, you know, whatever that may be. And so I think, though, where I feel the most proudest is really expanding my uh, announcing horizons in Spanish, because that is something I have put as a bucket list item that I wanted to announce in Spanish. And for those who aren't maybe familiar with my whole bilingual journey, I was raised bilingual, However, when I started going to school, I didn't start I didn't speak Spanish as much, and I, you know, lost that. And it's something that I've always struggled with because as a Latina, there's elements of your identity that are so tied with in your culture, with language. And I think those who don't speak it are just as critical or sometimes even more critical of those who do of, you know, are you really Spanish if you don't? Speak Spanish, you know? And I really, really struggled with that. And one of the things I felt like I could really do to hone in and, and expand on my announcing horizons, but just something very personal for me to do was to announce matches in Spanish. And for some people, that doesn't sound like a big deal. But for me, who has struggled with my bilingualism my entire life and will, I think, till the day I die. Being able to do that and really learn that aspect of announcing in a cultural way just ties in so many things that I am learning about myself, but also learning about this other facet of wrestling and lucha libre and understanding the differences of an English announcement versus a Spanish one has made me become, I feel like, more appreciative of the two sides of that coin, but also forces you to be uncomfortable. And in life, like when you make decisions, whether they're professional or personal, uh, you know, and in this case, in, in the world of wrestling, sometimes your biggest decisions are the ones that are going to leave you the most uncomfortable. Not that pit in your stomach, is this a good idea? <laughs> or like, oh, man, this is scary. This is nerve wracking. This is, I don't know if I'm going to succeed at this. And sometimes you just have to. And a lot of times, you know, you won't succeed at first, or maybe you're lucky you succeed at first. But I know in my first few few attempts, you know, it was a struggle. They weren't the greatest. But the more I kept at it, the more I was able to hone into it. And the more that I have to push myself to be uncomfortable. I feel like there's still always going to be this element of figuring out what's the next thing and where that turn is. But I think in that realm, that is my biggest accomplishment this year is to announce shows in Spanish and get to announce for people in Spanish, because it takes a lot of the things that I've always felt very insecure about myself and literally put it in the middle of the ring for people to hear. And, you know, Leave the critiques there, you know. And I've had people give me feedback, you know, good feedback about say this instead of this, or you miss this, you know, those things that I need. But sometimes it's literally putting your worst insecurities and fears in the middle uh, of an audience. And that's incredibly, incredibly intimidating. But it's something that I'm really proud that I got to do. And though I don't feel like I've, there's still so much more to accomplish and so many things that I want to do and wish to do. That's one big thing this year that I can check off my list and say, yeah, I did that.
1: And it's, it's you know, if, again, if people go back and listen to what we talked about with The Greg DeMarco Show, it's somewhat related in the sense that this business, it, it, it just takes – right? Just takes and takes and, takes. Mm-hmm. and takes and sometimes it leaves you with nothing. And, and it really can, if you're not smart and if you're not just, just, and, and, and it doesn't give a whole lot. Like in all honesty, like I said, during the show, like for every Kevin Owens who, who makes, you know, uh, signs a $9 million, dollar three three-year contract with WWE. And I said, 20, there's hundreds of people who never get past making 25 bucks a show and lose everything trying to pursue that dream. And for you to be in a spot where it's like, okay, I, I can gain from this in ways that are not just the payday, in ways that are not, just, mm-hmm. which kind of goes against what I was talking about, right? With the business transaction, but it's you've got to walk away with something. You got to get something for what you're putting into, yeah. right? Um, whether it's doing it for people like like Izw, or whether it's doing it for yourself, like some of the bookings you're taking that are Spanish speaking bookings and that sort of thing. It's uh, especially the out of town ones, like you know you might be lucky to break even on those out-of-town bookings yeah right? exactly yeah
2: yeah but, i mean those those are
1: but you're not It's more it, but you're doing yeah. it for not even the experience but you're doing it for just a different type of enrichment and mm-hmm. and in personal enrichment and at the end of the day you know there's there's a line in, in oceans 11 which everybody knows is is or maybe it's oceans 12 i think actually um it is Ocean's 12 where Saul, who's one of the, the, the criminals that they work with makes the comment where they talk about giving money and contributing to pay back to Terry Benedict. And he says, I want the last check I write to bounce. Like he mm-hmm. just doesn't want to have anything left. And it's just like life is about making the most of everything you have because you can't take it with you, right? You just can't. And so you're investing in experiences. You're investing in, you know, spending that time and, 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 you know, doing it with, with, with someone else to travel with you and everything. And also to have the opportunity to go out there, do what you got into this for and, and get that certain feeling, get that certain experience. Cause you're not going to have it forever. We've talked about this, right? Yeah. It's not going to be there forever. And, and so, so you're going to walk away with those memories and in a life that you have after it. And so to do that, like, it's not just about, you know, the financial portion of it at that point, cause there's other things you could do with your weekend.
2: Yeah. I know I could do lot. Long- There's so many things I need to do with my weekends <laughs> still, but uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the best kind. Yeah. So uh, Hey, yeah, you're, you're right. It's it's one life. You got to live it. We came out the other side of 2020 where we didn't have any shows and now we're here. So take advantage of all of that. And That's going to be a short and sweet episode of the hashtag Miranda show. Don't worry. We'll get back into the wrestling content next year uh, or next week um, and next year. Once we hit, you know, two weeks from now, but uh, you know, it's, I just wanted to do a quick episode to commemorate some of the growth that we've had as individuals. I hope you take some time to, to really think about the growth that you've had as well this year, experiences Challenges, uh, new starts, new beginnings. uh, Take that as you start 2022 because that's really some of the most beautiful things. Sometimes things end for new things to begin. Sometimes you have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations in order for growth. Sometimes you got to look at things as a business in order to really. Look at your future. There's so many great nuggets of information that I think I know I've learned from just this conversation. I hope you have as well. You know, and of course, not to take it too seriously. You know, don't take too life too seriously. You'll never get out yep. alive. Uh, but at the same time, think about those moments because they will carry you through, um, well, maybe some tough times and a good way to reflect on this year. Absolutely But make sure, listen to next week's episode. Of course, listen to the Greg DeMarco show. Uh, We had a great episode this week and we will be having more to come next week as we've teased is our end of year uh, awards. uh, Man of the year, woman of the year, team of the year. You know the drill. We got you covered on the Greg DeMarco show. And of course, as one more plug for the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast, our end of year awards of Lucha Libre that will be coming out in the next few weeks. So, stay tuned to that. And don't forget to listen to all of the amazing podcasts on the Chair Shot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. As well as your favorite podcast streaming platform like iTunes, uh, Google Play, Spotify, uh, and much, much more. Uh, also, if. We did talk a lot about it, and just a plug for Bandwagon Nerds. Uh, if you have just, I mean, everyone just watch Spider Man, just listen to Bandwagon Nerds. Uh, if, if you are a Spider Man fanatic, um, because even I didn't listen to it, but just the conversation I had with Pat and Greg, even though Greg's not on Bandwagon Nerds, but the point is listening to bandwagon nerds is like talking with your friends. Really? It's that much of an intimate conversation and you can get that sense. And that's why it's something I really uh, enjoy when I do get to listen to it. So special shout out and plug for the bandwagon nerds podcast. Um, and again, all the podcasts on the chair Shot radio network. Don't forget to go to pro wrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your chair shot. T-shirt also. Follow us on social media, me, Miranda Morales. You can find me at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook, no Twitter. With Greg, you can find him at ChairShot Greg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as the ChairShot at ChairShot Media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Follow us. And Greg, where can our listeners find uh Izw online?
1: They can go to IZWWrestling.com uh, or at izw Wrestling az. On any one of their favorite forms, any one of their favorite social media platforms. Unless your favorite social media platforms like some obscure one, then no, it won't be on there. Yeah. Like if you like, like, don't go looking for IZW on Parlor. It ain't gonna be there. Don't, don't, don't be going looking. I don't even yeah. know what any other ones are. But Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you'll, you'll find it there.
2: All right. Well, again, we'll be back next week. So for Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. And thank you all so much for listening. And don't forget to always keep it soft style. It's gonna gonna be me.